With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter. Badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Gentlemen, boys and girls, Jedi, Sith, Twi'leks, Mandalorians, and everything in between to another exciting edition of the new Force Order for Life podcast. It's a Star Wars podcast brought to you by three of the smartest, sexiest, best-looking, well-groomed, I'm watching Doc dance. It's making me laugh. <laughs> uh, milf hunting moof milkers in a galaxy far, far away, a.k.a. the fans. And we bring it to you, the fans. I'm one third of the new Force Order. I am a professional wrestler, a multi-time champion 
in a galaxy far, far away. Baba, Baba, I am the current heavyweight champion in three promotions. I am your boy, GGP, aka Greek God Papadon. to the Greek, Greek God. And alongside with this Greek, I have the honor of riding the Kessel Run in under. That's right, Han. Suck it! Under 12 parsecs. It's the Kung Fu grip having looking to the camera because he likes everyone to see his hazel eyes. Thunder-stealing medical droid. And the vindictive, malicious, <laughs> sadistic you better bite the pillow because you're going to get it, Sith Lord. Guys, introduce them. Let them know who they have the honor of listening to. Ladies and gentlemen, you have the honor of listening to the Dark Lord of the Podcast, the Sith Ari, the Rampaging Revenkis, the Butcher, your boy Spiro, a.k.a. Darth Spirit. And me, who's smarter than 2-1-B, more technical than FX7. The God of Steel and Thunder. And the man whose three kids prove that he's never evacuated in his moment of triumph. Dr. Destroyo, Alex <laughs> Oh my God, that was a good one, Doc. I like oh, that one. It's probably my favorite yeah, one I've been writing. I've been writing all weekend. Nice. Nice. It looks like you, uh, you had a little bit of inspiration maybe after the last show. I don't know. <laughs> Why? What happened last show? Oh, that's right. I forgot. Oh, yeah. Any no, comments? I, I, I evacuated after that moment of triumph. I guess it's you. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, another week has come. Another week has passed. Last Friday, we filmed. No, last Saturday. Doesn't matter when we do it. We just did it. We recorded. On our YouTube channel, the YouTube exclusive show Mandomania. That is the review show for The Mandalorian. Now, since The Mandalorian's over, we have the Disney Gallery show, which is a documentary series based on season one of The Mandalorian. So we covered episode three, aka it was titled The Cast. So you guys can go check it out. Go to our YouTube page, it's very simple. New Force Order is the name of the YouTube page. Like it. Subscribe to the page. Comment down below, like all the YouTube people say. And hit that notification bell, and you get all the updates when we update our videos. But tonight, we're talking about everything Star Wars that happened since last week. When we covered everything that happened in Star Wars. And a lot of news has come out. Um, what's how off the press is right now, though. Is our boy, our boy, the Mandalorian, is guns a blazing through all the interwebs, and he's dropping news like Doc is dropping loads, and he's leaving no survivors. Uh, stories are coming out that literally <laughs> a lot of Mando news, a lot of Mando news. Uh, Tim Oliphant, he is a big time actor in Hollywood. You may know him for a few series. He has just been uh, casted to be in season two of The Mandalorian. Now, I know what you people might be saying. Wait a minute. How is he being casted if the season is already shot 
and they're done and they're in post-production. Well, the plot thickens. What happens is everything was done under the guise of kayfabe, a.k.a. hush, hush, shut your mouth, snitches get stitches scenario. Now that the season is all is filmed, starts stuff is starting to leak. And not in a good way. Or maybe it is in a good way. Maybe it's there for marketing reasons to get everybody all anxious. Maybe everybody will be talking about this weeks on end till the beginning of the season. And then they hit us with the real deep cuts, the real good stuff that nobody knows about, which I'm hoping. I think a little bit of buzz is a good thing. Well, I agree with you. I mean, I know after one or two Zimas, you're buzzed because you're a lightweight, oh, but that's Zimas. So Zimas. Holy Who's shit. drunk a Zima since fucking 1993? Holy wow. shit. Wow. Zima. Should I break up my Bartles and James on top of that? <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> my wine cooler? My wine cooler? I'll, I'll bring over some Boons, too. Jesus. Man, yo, I was shit. more Shout of, out to uh, Tommy, because Tommy knows all about the Boons and going to Limelight, baby. Old school yeah, reference. Deep cut. I was more of a crazy horse guy. St. Ives and shit, you know. Nah, I, I was no oh, English. I kept it hood, hood as fuck, man. <laughs> old, old English 40. Old, old, thing, yeah. old English shit 100, baby, all the time. Yeah. I but, kept it hood as fuck. Are you, are you guys a fan of this uh, actor, Tim Oliphant? Yes, yes, yes. yes absolutely. He was in Deadwood, right? Yeah, what was, was that Deadwood. show? He was uh, also in the other cowboy show. Fucking, that, uh, that Fox show. You, you remember? He was a uh, marshal, maybe, or something? Uh yeah, that wasn't that wasn't Deadwood. That was uh, the other one, yeah, like Longmire or some. Sh- no, uh, I forgot. But you know what, man? I, I gotta say, man, I'm a big fan. Justified. Y- yes. Yes. Uh, I'm a big fan of how I don't want to say Disney. I'm gonna say of how John Favreau has been handling all the uh, tidbits of information and hype that's been coming out for Mando, man. You know, it's like. Just when you think that everything's wrapped up and you know everything that needs to be known, dude, it's like it seems like every month or so, every so often there's some new info, Ahsoka Tano, Boba Fett, uh, fucking this, that, and the other thing. Dude, you know, it's like, you know, more, more filmmakers should take notes from this man and hype this shit. And do their fucking uh, marketing the way he has. Oh, absolutely. Well, well, well. Speaking of Boba Fett, they're talking about this. Boba Fett, where? Boba Fett. Boba Fett, where? Boba Fett, where? This Boba guy, uh, Olafon's, uh, his um, his potential uh, involvement in the Mandalorian. I know Papa had some information about that. Yeah, uh, I thought he was going to steal the, the, the story from no, me, but no, now no, he set no, me up nice. No, 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 A little no, no. Stockton to Malone action Eat right there. Up, baby. Stockton to Malone. Well, listen, the original uh, article that I saw first before it blew up on the internet was on Screen Rant, but it was on everything from Fanta Tracks to all the other uh, websites that cover Star Wars. Now everyone's talking about this. Mandalorian Season 2, multiple characters wear Boba Fett's armor in the season. So what they're saying is that Tim Oliphant, who's been casted for season two, in some kind of role that no one knows about, secretive role, is saying that he might be donning on the Boba Fett costume. Now, you might say, wait a minute, I thought Boba Fett was a clone of Jango Fett, 
And Tamora Morrison is also booked for season two. So shouldn't he be under the, the, the armor? Technically, all three of our fans are correct when it comes to that. And what the deal is this. There was an, an a character that was brought into, I guess, the Star Wars universe or Star Wars canon. Through it the was novels. Just, through the novels, that's right. I was getting there. Thank you for thunder. Um, you got to pause for dramatic talk, you know? That's how we do it in wrestling. In wrestling. Anyway, there was a character introduced in Chuck Wendig's Aftermath series, okay? He was a tri- trilogy of novels. Uh, the guy's name was, he was in Tatooine. He was a self-appointed sheriff in Tatooine in, in a certain settlement called Freetown. And he wears a mysterious set of Mandalorian armor that he purchased from the Jawas who scavenged the wreckage from Java the Hut sail barge. Now, the implication is this. The guy's name uh, is Vanth. Uh, what was it? I'm sorry. I lost, I lost my place now. Uh, Cobb Vanth. C-O-B-B. Cobb, like a cob of corn. Uh, Vanth. V-A-N-T-H. Right? Cobb Vanth. The implication is he's wearing the armor that he bought from the Jawas. Now, people are saying, well, there's tons of Mandalorian armor out there. Look at all the Mandalorians that died in season one when the caretaker was going to melt everything, right? True. But in the Aftermath series, they said that the armor was found by Boba Fett's, uh, was found by Jabba the Hutt's wreckage, where the Sarlacc pick was, and that it looked like the armor was, was doused in acid, which is what the Sarlacc pit takes a thousand years to digest its victims or its food it with. Yep, so, as per C-3PO. As per C-3PO, yes. He knows a thing or two about a thing or two. But that is where everything is coming into play with this. So what are your thoughts? Do you think he's going to be Cobb Vanth? Or do you think uh, this is just a, a bunch of malarkey? So, so initially when I read that article, I was like, oh, man, I hope they don't like, you know, give Tamura Morrison the... Uh, the old shaft and don't put him in the armor. So I was kind of pissed off. And then they went further to explain everything. And I was like, huh, this could be interesting because it kind of opens up the levels. It opens up it for a lot of different levels. Um, you know, I was thinking about what if, you know, we see a figure wearing the Boba Fett armor and we're assuming it's Tamura Morrison and they go through the whole season where these two are kind of, you know, the Mando and, and uh, Boba are at each other's throats. And suddenly at the end, they reveal that it's actually not Timur Morrison and it's, you know, Timothy Olfett wearing the armor as this uh, this other character. And then he gets shot in the back or there's some kind of fucking dust up and tomorrow shows up with this new, different, like, you know, I got to sell a lot of toys, jacked up fucking Boba Fett armor where now he's like super Boba Fett or some fucking bullshit. So I was kind of actually hyped for the whole thing. You know, I already when I when I read that whole backstory i already had like a bunch of story plots and ideas rolling through my brain as to how they could kind of spin this so does he last more than 15 minutes in that armor listen 15 minutes is a great time to last i just want to let you know okay (laughs) it is right that's a hell of a time buddy man you know what um I, I could have sworn I, I, I read something about that multiple people were going to wear that armor this season. But whatever the fucking case may be, I could see him going around doing jobs 
getting into a, maybe you know tomorrow Morrison comes and he's like yo you know uh, that's my fucking outfit there pal you know and <laughs> and reclaims it or or like Doc said man you know what I'm saying he comes in some new best guard out like shiny shit or what if he went back and he got Jangles armor you know what I'm saying and and he's gonna pay honor to his father and shit you know I, a, I don't know man a lot of options I mean we, we, yeah. we, we could spit options out here all day long on this I like where it's going though yeah Papa Don doesn't look too 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 impressed there uh what do you have nothing I, I think that the guy who showed up at the end is uh Cobb Vanth now at uh, uh-huh. episode five and he is rocking the Boba Fett armor uh, I do feel that Boba Fett uh, will show up without the armor, maybe take it back. Um, or, like you guys said, he'll end up being like Super Shredder and uh, have a new armor, you know, and uh, just to sell more toys. But the problem with that is everyone's accustomed to seeing the, uh, the old Boba Fett. They want to see Boba Fett. You know what I mean? Um, just like when the Undertaker came back using the Dead Man gimmick, everyone thought he was gonna wear the the original outfit he wore with the purple and the black. He showed up wearing just whatever he was wearing, and people were disappointed. You know, but I'm pretty certain that Dave Filoni and Johnny Fabs over there know what they're doing. So it's gonna be gangbuster, whichever which way they decide to go. Uh, I'm more in the line that Cobb Vanth is going to look like he's a friend at first and maybe be a heel and maybe let that sheriff shit go to his head because he's self-appointed. He of tries course. to take out the Mandalorian because the Mandalorian brought, you know, some heat down onto Tatooine. Um, it was a peaceful planet ever since Jabba left. You know, there was no one there. Now that he came and people are looking for this child and all these people are mercenaries and, and bounty hunters are coming through and bringing the scum and villain back to the cantina. Maybe he's a little pissed off. And then at the end, Boba Fett, you know, shoots him in the back or whatever, takes him out. And there you go. Then we set up season three between uh, the exactly. super twins, the power twins, you know, power twins activate, you know, Boba Fett sure. and then John. Wonder twins, wonder twins. Wonder twin powers activate. The wonder twins. Well, listen, there is somebody who may or may not appear in The Mandalorian uh, because it is one of his uh, bucket list things to do. You know, you know him as Machete. <laughs> Others may know him as Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo and Machete. But here's the deal. Rogue One writer Gary Witta. He said that he's going to do whatever he can possibly do and promises to help Gen- to get Danny Trejo in The Mandalorian. Danny Trejo wants to roll in The Mandalorian, and this guy Gary Witter is going to do what he can to get him the, his dream job. Now, Witter's known for Rogue One, um, but he's also become an even bigger celebrity thanks to his quarantine talk show, Animal Talking. Creatively, entirely within Nintendo's Animal Crossing New Horizons. Okie dokie. I really don't care about that crap. Exactly. <laughs> but 
What are your thoughts of seeing Danny Trejo in Star Wars with a machete-styled lightsaber? Listen, if if, if we're going to have one Mexican in in The Mandalorian, it's got to be Homeboy 88. But uh, if we're going to have two Mexicans... (laughs) (laughs) He's going to be stealing the the hubcaps off the Jawa sand thing. (laughs) Off the land speeders. Um, Listen... Danny Trejo, I, don't, I, I respect the fact that he's been in a lot of movies and he does make me laugh. He, he you know, he has a very specific niche acting, like resume. Is he a good actor? No, he's a terrible actor. He just looks like a fucking tough guy. He looks like a badass, and that's why they put him in certain movies and roles. If they're gonna shoehorn him, they're gonna shoehorn him into the Mandalorian just for the fact that he's. Danny Trejo, then uh, it's kind of like whatever. But if they figure something out to put him in there, I don't know. You can't Maybe. see him as a bounty hunter. I, uh, but it's it's like it's almost cliche at that point. Yeah, man. I was gonna say, man, it would be cool if he comes out as a as a bounty hunter. But let me tell you, man, I love the guy. He has a cult following. The only problem I see with this is that it's gonna. It has such a potential to turn into a fucking joke, man. Yes, exactly. I well, mean, listen, you know. Do you guys yeah. feel like it was a joke to have uh, James Bond, Kevin Smith, the, uh, the 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 princes from England as stormtroopers in the sequel trilogy? Well, they weren't seen. That was the thing. Yeah, you know, nobody knew. I mean, you know, the, these guys were were in there getting a fan's wet dream come come true just by by who the fuck they were and, and they exactly. knew. I mean, you know. Listen, to me, Danny Trejo, he's 75, 76 years old. He looks great for his age. I don't know. Maybe maybe he buys the oranges from Homeboy 88 from the freeway. That All that vitamin C nourishes his skin and his midichlorians, and he's good to go. But regardless of the fact, now that it's brought to my attention, I can't get it out of my brain. I want to see Danny Trejo in The Mandalorian in some shape, form, or another, either as a bounty hunter himself or as an alien bounty hunter. But you still know it's him. You know uh, what I'm right, saying? All right, all right, listen. You watched The Flash, right? When he was in The Flash as What's-Her-Face's dad, who was like a time Yeah, it wasn't bad. He was fucking terrible. He was awful. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Come on. Awful. I just don't want I just don't want that campiness to be you know to be brought to the Mandalorian. I don't want favors to be called in. <laughs> All right, Definitely well, not. if they figure out a good way, yes. If they don't, then oh, yeah. something that we passed over. Did you guys hear the rumor? We haven't spoken about this, but uh, Sasha Banks from WWE is supposed to be playing Sabine. Her, her, her hair is not real. Sorry, really. That's what they're saying. Oh, That's the rumor. Who fucking said that? Oh well, a couple of sites. God. I'm not saying it's it, true. I can't. But, she don't look like Sabine Wren. No, but listen, right? Listen, I. It makes sense if she takes off that weave or that wig. Maybe yeah. you know. <laughs> good, good luck. She should be, should be Bib Fortuna. She takes off that fucking weave. <laughs> hey, it's me, WWE Women's Champion, Sasha Banks. My master Vince McMahon. My master, Mr. Vince McMahon said I should go do a movie with uh, Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, can you give us a, a you're fired a la Vince McMahon sounding oh, like uh, Waddle? Uh, Andy, 
this Jedi, uh, when you upon rest, I saw you're fired. Nice. <laughs> Listen, dope. all I know, it's like season two of The Mandalorian has turned into a who's who all-star fantasy booking type of scenario with all these people showing up. But here's the deal. People are afraid that the story of Din Djarin and the child's going to get lost. I yep. totally am 100% confident that's not going to be the case. Some of these people are going to get a cameo appearance in one episode for five seconds or a minute, and that's that. But here's the laundry list. So far confirmed. Din Djarin, a.k.a. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Brandon, a.k.a. this guy and that guy and the other yeah, guy. Yeah, Brandon Wayne. Grandson of uh, John Wayne and the other guy, I forgot his name. Yeah, who's the, the Bruce Wayne? Yeah, Bruce Wayne. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne and Garth. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Wayne and Garth. Party on. Uh, the child's in it, obviously, aka Baby Yoda, Cara Dune. Um, Grief Karga. Grief Karga. Slow your roll, kid. Uh, Moff Gideon's in it, or or, or Doc's favorite, uh, Abuela's favorite actor, Moff. Gideon. Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, here are the rumored people. Ahsoka Tano, played by Rosario Dawson. Uh, Boba Fett, uh, played by Tamora Morrison. Uh, Captain Rex, played by Tamora Morrison. Uh, Sabine Wren. Played by Tamora Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> He'd make a better Sabine Wren than freaking Sasha Banks. Uh, yeah. Bo-Katan is in it. Uh, uh, Phoenix Sand saying that she's in it. Uh, Mayfield's going to be in it again. Uh, here's other cast members, but no roles have been given to this guy, Michael Bean. Jamie Lean Curtis. Tim- Timothy Oliphant. And uh, I think that's basically it, boys and girls. That's enough for me. I'm tapping yeah. out. A lot of shit to put in there. More than enough. More than enough. Yeah, of course. Well, you know? But uh, you, you guys know who's excited about Mandomania? Who? I'm sorry, who has Mandomania? Uh, who? He, he has a case of Mandomania. Our boy, Lukey Luke, Mark fucking Hamill, man. Oh. You know? Ah. Yeah, man. He was uh, on the interwebs praising the great job that John Favre has done. And he, you know. <laughs> Favreau, Farvo, Farbo, excuse me. say Johnny Favs, like I say. It's easy yeah. to remember. Yeah, John, Johnny uh, Flavor Faves there. So get up and get, get, get down. 911 is joking your town. Get up and get, get, get down. Late 911, where's the late crown? Yeah, bro. He was, um, what do you call it? I, I got the, the article here. And he says, I think they have a wonderful advantage on The Mandalorian in that it's economical storytelling. He was saying they don't have the burden of delivering a gigantic special effects extravaganza like the films had to do, but they do. Okay. You know, listen, guys, I fucking love Mark Hamill for the Joker, for Luke Skywalker. But, man, I I, I find myself disagreeing with them on so many levels on so many fucking topics and i hate to say it on star wars itself i gotta say because it's like has he not watched yeah but there's a difference there's a difference 
the new technology that the new technology that they're using that Johnny Favreau introduced that that screen, right? That 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 big screen that they use yeah. instead of going from location to location to shoot everything, they do everything on a soundstage with that that screen. That screen has it has the cost of doing the show. If they would have done it as like they were doing the movie, would have cost ten times yeah. as much. Yeah, but I mean, you know, when you yeah, but who really knows that? Who 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 doesn't watch Disney Gallery or who doesn't watch Mandomania know that at the end of the day, the finished product is really the fucking deal. You know what I'm saying? No, but I, no, I, 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 I know I what you're. You, I, I got you, you too. Know? I know what you're saying. Doc ain't saying shit because he's too busy uh, stroking Hank's shaft over there. But, but uh, you know, he was talking about how it, it has it it, uh, it it goes back to the basics of of what George did, and it's true, you know, man. And he states here it has that tone of a Sergio Leone western. I'm very impressed with it, and to me, a very smart move on their part because you can't keep trying to top. It's like the superhero movies, and here we go. You know, somebody always has to make a, a negative comment about about that fucking genre. It's like it's like oh, yeah. the superhero movies that have to deliver these gargantuan epics. And with The Mandalorian, they can concentrate more on the characters and the storytelling. I think it's excellent. Listen, man, you know, I'm, I'm with them. I, I agree. But at the same time, I disagree because it's like... Uh, you know, I feel that they have done a great job at concentrating on these fucking characters. Everybody from the main guy didn't didn't join to fucking Twi'lek number two and, and so on. You know, I, I think they've given everybody their their shine, special effects. Uh, you wouldn't know unless you watch Disney Gallery how effortless it is and the amazing work that they've done there with that um what do you guys think about his comments i'll let doc take this one since he don't talk i don't want to get catch any more heat with his mom or his brother listen <laughs> he's uh he has his opinion right so we know and we said we never fry anybody to show for their opinion about star wars um i think he's right i think he, you know he's he's made a point that the show is good, despite the fact that they're not blowing the budget out of the water, that they're not going balls to the wall. They, they they did what we wanted them to do. They told a story that was a cohesive, well-oiled story from the beginning to the end. We didn't think it was while we were watching it because it seems like the pieces weren't integrated. But at the end, Speak they were. Speak for yourself, Sunshine. At the end, they were. Um, so I, I think he's right. And I, th I think he's correct in, in his statement. I have to agree with the thunder stealing medical droid. I think he is him being a huge fanboy to comics and sci-fi and monster movies and all that stuff. He knows, I mean, he's a fan first, you know, he's not, he's not one of these corporate shills or corporate individuals who are looking at the numbers in the bottom line. Um, I agree with him wholeheartedly. I think the, the, the movies unfortunately have a big stigma to them. Because you got to see these big space battles. You got to see the, the Jedi lightsaber fights, right? Be and you have to have, obviously, good character uh, arcs and twists and good storytelling and all that stuff. So it's pretty hard to do over the course of two, three hours. You know that as a director. It's hard to get your point across 
in a, in a specific amount of time. But the fact that they have eight episodes and they're anywhere between 30 and 40 minutes. So you have anywhere between four and five hours to tell your story. And you don't really have to get rid of everything and anything just to meet a certain criteria and keep it within a time frame. I think that's a lot that that tells a lot for what they're trying to get across in the series. And the fact that there is no Jedi's, so you don't need any lightsaber battles. Yes. Right. Yes. Yet. Right. There is no big space battles. There were a couple here and there, but it's not 50 X wings versus 50 tie fighters with uh, Star Destroyers in the background and a Dreadnought. It's a guy in a Winnebago with, with a little freaking baby uh, baby Yoda on board, and that's it. And that's filmed in the guy's garage, for God's sakes. You know, he built that shit in his garage to film it. So he's right. And does doesn't necessarily mean they're cutting corners because it's a TV show. I just think Favreau and Filoni have cracked the code to where they're giving they're giving justice to the Star Wars fans and giving everybody what they want, but also they're doing the Lord's work because they are presenting us with more Star Wars, but it's great Star Wars. And it feels fresh and new because it's all new characters. You well, know what I'm saying? Man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I love the fact that he's somewhat of compared to everybody else who has been been in Star Wars, he's a little bit outspoken. Um, that's not a bad thing, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the thing is, they do have the advantage to that they're able to focus on these characters because they have the advantage of eight episodes. Now, the only real um, the only real challenge, I guess, would be is concentrating on character development while de while delivering these action pieces within like a 30 minute time frame you know what i'm saying but, but they do it well though they have you know, they, they definitely yeah. have well listen at the end of the day what's better than the star wars More More fucking star, fucking wars. star wars and at the end of the day if anybody can say anything good or bad about star wars who's the one person oh one of many people that can say anything about star wars and get away with it. Me. <laughs> well, but uh, I mean, he can say whatever he wants about anything at the show, the toys, the movies, whatever he wants. You know. I was there, kid. Yeah, I mean, it's there. Luke fucking Skywalker, man. He was very critical about your favorite movie, The Last Jedi. Hey, he wasn't man. a fan of it. Like, one of the, like one of the said, stars of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Stars. stars um you know they, he also had something to say about his boy george there not not boy george you know what i'm saying but georgie <laughs> boy do you really want to hurt me do you really want to make me cry wait curious george well it's curious George well, the Animal Steel? I had to actually say, you know. Elizabeth! Gorgeous George? Elizabeth! George? Gorgeous George? Listen, man, I I went back to Manscaped. George so Jetson? George, uh, George of the Jungle? George Jetson? George of the Jizzy? 
I got so anyways, Mark Mark Hamill again looks Skywalker. He he had a few comments he made about Return of the Jedi. You know, and I have to agree with him a hundred percent on this oh, one. Shocking. I, shocking. All right. L- listen, guys, I'm a fan of the film. I fucking loved it. But I agree with his comments that he, that George played it safe. Now, I understand. I understand that, you know, when you're working for a studio and you got corporate people and you got a board of fucking shareholders and you got all these people putting money, you got you got to please not only the fans, but you got to please the people who are shelling out the fucking cash. Yeah, but there's a difference. Bring- George funded Empire and Return of the Jedi himself. The whole thing? Yeah. Distribution, too? Off the back of Star Wars. Well, the 20th, it's 20th Century Fox, right? Yeah, they had the distribution rights, but he paid for everything. Yeah, but they, I'm, I'm sure there were some people who had some so had to say the shit. You know, Absolutely so not, dude. Absolutely not. That's why, he's not, in dire- that's why he's not in the Director's Guild. That's why he doesn't because they would, they didn't want him putting the uh, no. You know how the beginning you don't see Mark Hamill's names, you don't see any credits, you just see the the crawl. That right. cost him. They were beefing over that because they wanted to put credits in the beginning of the movie. He's like, no, it's my movie. I want to do it my way. And they said, well, if you don't do it, then you're not going to be in the guilds. He goes, fuck your guild, and he bounced. And that's why a lot of people, Ooh. yeah, fuck your couch, nigga. So that's why he shit. says one through six is his story. He did things his way. Man, well, well, not anymore. But you know, anyways, Mark, Mark Hamill claims that George played it safe, and I agree. But at the end of the day, like you said, and, and now knowing that stuff that you just said, it's his story, you know. But still, I, I, I did feel that. What did, did they? Did the article state what Mark Hamill thought should happen? Yeah, yeah, it did, and I agree a hundred percent. And um. They open up like a bed and breakfast on Tatooine with Wado. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, man. Nah, it says here. <laughs> I, Welcome I, to my Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I remember complaining to to George about something in Revenge of the Jedi, because of course every, everybody knows it was that first. Yes. Before I mean, after, yeah, b- before it became. Return. Actually, uh, it was return, then revenge, then and return. Then, like, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ, man. All right. And I said, it's so predictable and pat. And he said, Mark, don't forget, these things were made for children. F- fuck you, George, but you are right. <laughs> hey, I give him props, man. Yeah. Hey, his, fuck you, George. Yeah, his his original intention was to make movies for you know kids, adolescents, and younger. Because of course, as we all know, that's what makes money. Uh, because I was wearing all black, I thought I would go to the dark side in the last one. That would have been fucking epic. And of course, you have to redeem yourself. Every actor wants to play their own evil twin. Listen, man, I think that with with all three of us, heels are over strong all day and fucking night, but. I would have liked to have seen him not, I, I wouldn't say fall to the dark side, but really fucking, you know, dabble with it. You know, stick his tip in just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a tip in. You know, 
at the end of the day, I think I think George, you know, as far as Lucas, he made the right call. You know, um, hey man, this would actually make for a fucking good topic for uh, the, you know, um, what do you call it? The yep, yeah. What if? Yep. Imagine 100%. Leia picking up the fucking lightsaber to go get Luke and shit, to either turn him back or fucking strike him down. You know. But anyways, um. But but yeah. I think I think the big thing that he said he stated in the article was that yeah, you know if he would have he it was it was made for kids if he would have turned Luke at that point, it really doesn't go along with the whole you know kitty demographic from there and then it also kind of cheapens the turn of Vader of Anakin when he becomes Vader but but the question begs is that when he did Jedi the turn of the Jedi he didn't know he was making you know episode one two and three so he could have theoretically done that without right. messing anything up um but it would have still kind of you know rhymed with what with what anakin did so i think that's probably another reason why he stayed away from it is because he didn't want the story to be too dark for the kids but also because anakin had already done the turn right well listen from what i understand he wrote star wars initially as one film then it became a trilogy then it was a six-parter. Then it was a nine-parter. Then it was only three-parter. Then it was a six-parter again. We had different stories every day of the week for what was supposed to happen, what we got. Originally, Luke's sister wasn't supposed to be Leia. The second trilogy was going to go find his long-lost sister. And it is what it is. But you can't... All right. Movie has three acts, right? Right. The trilogy, if he's going to make a trilogy, you can't end the trilogy on a bad note. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah you can. No, no, you can't. You can't. No, nope. why not? Because it's for kids. Yeah, but so, so Revenge of the Sith, though. Yeah, but that, so, that, yeah, very that, bad note. it did, but it was a prequel, which means that that's why there's a new hope. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a, a three-part story. That was part three of a six-part story. You know what I'm saying? So if he was seriously planning on doing seven, eight, and nine, you know, right after, 85, 87, 89, right? Or every three years or whatever it is, right? Then him going evil and then maybe Leia or his long-lost sister, whoever it was supposed to be, comes, they find her, and they do the I got to redeem him or I got to take him out scenario. It's almost very similar to what happened with Kylo and Ray without the dyad thing. Right. But, you know, then that's a different story. Yeah. Then maybe at the end of nine, he sees the error of his ways and, you know, they team up and he saves the galaxy, yada, yada, yada. And they still end on a high note. And that's the way it is. You can't, it's a story. You can't go home. Just evil groom and doom because it's it's for kids. Star Wars is for kids, and he's he was he was Not making anymore. the majority. Well, listen, he was making the majority of his money off of toys. Of course. So if you're making money off of toys and you're playing to the kids, and that's your freaking bread and butter, guess what? You're booking Dwight the Clown. That's you're booking it. Max Moon. You got the Staboon Dogs. 
You got the fucking hillbilly gym. You have the real champion, the Iron Sheik, baby. And he breaks his everyone's back, Mr. McMahon. And I make the real champion and all that nonsense. Whatever the case may be. But would it, would it have been cool for him to go heel? Maybe. It depends on the bigger little picture. A little bit. A little bit, little bit. A little bit, a little bit, little bit, yeah. There's only one problem with Return of the Jedi for me. One problem. The Ewoks. Yep. Now, I don't hate them. When I was younger, I loved them. Every kid does. I just think I would have enjoyed it more if it was Wookiees. Or yeah. if the Ewoks weren't two feet tall. And they were able to take out the Imperial Army. With sticks and stones. You know what I'm saying? I know they, it was a metaphor. Then they'd be Wookiees. What? Then they'd be Wookiees. Well, no. I mean, I, I know what you're saying. They could be tall like the Wookiees, but be different breed of alien. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It would have been... It would have been a little... I mean, put it this way, bro. You have a seven-foot hairy monster attacking you. Whether you're wearing Beskar or not, there's a good chance you could lose. The thing is stronger than you. Uh-huh. It's bigger than you. It's probably quicker than you. And it probably bites you and likes the way you taste. But and yeah, and, you know, and it loves to rip out your fucking arms. Exactly, like Doc's ex-wife. Ugh, more uh, than my arms. Like every. I wish I would have given her an arm at this point. Um, listen, George did retcon things a little bit by giving us the Wookies in Attack of the Clones. So I mean, in uh, Revenge of the Sith. So I, I think he did kind of go back and you know write that wrong, if you, if you will. Um, but I agree. Oh, by with the you, way, I, guys, happy anniversary to uh, Revenge of the Sith. Fifteen year 15 anniversary. Fifteen years, baby. And, and Phantom Menace, twenty one year anniversary. And Empire Strikes Back is forty this year. That's right. But it was it? Yes, yes. That's right. It is, it is forty this year, nineteen eighty. You were forty in nineteen eighty, right, Doc? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, Speaking Sorry, of speak speaking of news, did you guys see this little ditty? What this week? Ditty. <clears throat> As I oh, flash to the camera, it is the the new Rise of Kylo Ren number four from Marvel Comics that I picked up at my comic shop this week because I knew the secret knock at the fucking speakeasy, and my man Hank let me in a bulletproof so I could pick up my books. Um, and in here, it speaks to the origin of Kylo Ren's lightsaber. So. If you guys were paying attention when I went to Galaxy's Edge, um, they you went to had, Galaxy's Edge. I, I went to Galaxy's Edge. Yep. Did, you the, did you go on the Millennium Falcon ride? I, I unfortunately did not. I, I regret it to this day. Um, children, that's what happens. Um, they had Ben Solo's lightsaber there for purchase in the Legacy Saber section, and when I looked at Ben's saber, I was like, "Oh, it's interesting. It looks just like Kylo's saber without the cross, without without the crossbars on it, because." It was. So this comic actually is holding canon, which is great. Um, sh- shall I tell you how the, the, the issue the issue ends? Yes, with, please. With, uh, Explain everything from four. A to Z, please. Uh, well, I'm just going to tell you how the issue ends. The issue ends with Kylo Ren, well, with Ben Solo, um, taking out the, the Knight of Ren, the head Knight of Ren, mm-hmm. by shoving his lightsaber through his heart. And then nice. the 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 uh, the knights of red all kneel to him, and then a page later they have a little epilogue, 
Um, that's a big $10 word for you guys there, where it's Kylo messing with his own saber. He takes out the blue crystal, and you see him using the force on it with his hand. His eyes turn red, as you can see there. And the crystal starts to crackle and crack, and he's trying to overpower the crystal to turn it into an, a, a dark crystal, a red crystal. And you see the, 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 the force you know, in, in red going through the ship. And he sees Lando, and he sees Luke, and he sees Han, and he sees Chewbacca, and he sees his mom. And he opens his hand, his bloody hand, and the and his kyber crystal is now red, but it's also cracked in half. He enters it into the his saber, and his saber crackles what what we know to be the Kylo blade, which is you know the 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 erratic, non you know linear blade that he's had. And it kind of short circuits his lightsaber and kind of burns his hand. So he says, hmm. And then he goes and he kind of fiddles with it a little bit. And what the way they kind of imply it is that that cross guard that he put into it is to disperse the energy that this that this broken kyber crystal is now um, is now emitting. So that's the reason why he has that cross guard is not so good. So it can look cool. It's also for the fact that it's. um. It, it helps to kind of <clears throat> pop off the uh, the energy that 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 blade that that crystal has now uh, has now um, has now now has. Question: Do do we know of any other dark sider who who has bled or turned his crystal red in that way? Oh, is is, is that a setup question? I'm 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 feeling over here. Oh, look at the smile on this motherfucker's face. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 right? no, no, we, no. No, we no, don't no, because no, it's not canon. No. no, it's not a setup question. It's not about f- fucking Revan. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like straight up, man. Do we know any other dark sider that bled his light? Uh, they all do. Crystal in that way. Didn't they say in in another comic where where Vader had had to go? kill a Jedi or some shit to fucking... Yeah, he had... Well, put it this way. He had to go kill Jedis, right? He killed that one Jedi on the mountain that was stuck there like a monk, took his saber, bled his crystal, and then had a vision of him coming back to the light, bowing to Obi-Wan and apologizing. It was all a dream. He used to read up Word Up magazine, salt and pepper heavy D up on the limousine. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Uh, then uh, he woke up from the dream and then got the blade uh, to turn red. So he bled that that blade and it, and it, it was what it was. I'm taking guess the reason why he didn't have to go kill someone to get his blades because one he he wasn't a Sith. Two, there really wasn't any Jedi's left. Uh, he killed a couple. He killed that one guy by, I guess, in the previous issue, which was a friend of his, to join the Knights of Ren. Right. He's a good fella. Yeah, he's a good fella. And then uh, he's a made man. And then what happened? Right. So you you can't really kill a Jedi if there aren't any Jedi's. He thought, you know. Luke Skywalker was dead. Obviously, he wasn't dead, so he can't kill somebody he thinks that was dead. <clears throat> right. There were a couple yeah. Padawans. He killed one to join the Knights of Ren. Then the guy started beefing with him, and then he killed the freaking leader and said, fuck your couch, and took his spot. Right. 
So wait a minute. So he took his spot. He didn't take I, a ball spot, a liver spot. His dog spot. Oh god. Dog spot. Yeah, but Revit uh, spot. Never. Wasn't his. <laughs> no, wasn't, not my Revit. <laughs> wasn't his his blade like like white and shit at first? Who? Kylo's? No, no. the Vader's. No. The the new lightsaber that he built. I could have sworn I saw it in the comic as like white and then he had to go do some shit. Nope. Unless I'm thinking of another comic that's not, you know. Ahsoka's the only white blade that I know and she took one of the Inquisitors, either the sixth brother or the 69th sister or whatever their names was. Hey, I love that one. Hey, 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 oh, wait. So she took her her, her kyber crystals and purified them to be white. So that's the only time I've seen or have heard of any kyber crystal getting purified. But as far as the bleeding goes, Vader did it. Um, they didn't show any of the other Sith Lords do it. Or, uh, but are synthetic kyber crystals still canon? I have no idea. I don't know, but I like the fact that he tried to bleed his crystal and it cracked, which yeah. shows that he wasn't full dark side when he did it, and that's why it couldn't be contained, and now he had to find another uh, two exhaust ports, so it's two in the pink, one in the stink in yeah. order for it to work. <laughs> Apparently, he his, his blade got his period, so he, he, he bled it and then it turned red. Nice. I liked it. I liked the reasoning. I think it's pretty no, cool. I think it was fun. I think it was cool. I think cool. it's dope, yeah. And I think it was good to see. You know, I think they needed to have some kind of canon story where they talked about what happened to Kylo and how it went down and everything from there. So, um, I, it would have been I, nice, though. It would have been nice. Apologize for the, uh, you no, know, no, uh, the running. I just, uh, I wanted to say it would have been nice to have made a series about this shit, and the mini series ends with that scene. You know what I'm saying? That like, would have a movie, been, like, a, like a movie. Yeah. I, I yeah, don't know. Well, man. listen, unfortunately, they, they have to pick and choose their battles. They got to see, you know, they got to save some shit for the comics, save some shit for the books, save some shit for the, the cartoons, because, you know, we we apparently can't have all live action. That's what it should be, though. It should be all live action. I agree with you, but for some reason, they have to punish us. I mean, look, how hard can it be to film this? And a small Disney series or whatever, you know, get it done. You got the storyboards. The comic is right there. Follow the comic book panel for panel. Film it. Get the Knights of Ren. Give them some shine, you know. And have well, that, Kylo. That just should have happened a long time ago. I mean, please. You know, <laughs> have Kylo earn his, earn his spot, you know. I like the fact he had the lightsaber in the back when he was still with the, trying to get with, down with the Knights of Ren. You know, it shows that when he reached for it in the Rise of Skywalker, it made sense why he went that way as opposed to just sticking his hand down and it appearing out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. So. And they did some more things. Well, I hope so, man. I really I really hope they continue doing it. But I want to see everything visually. This Man, the Knights of Ren should have all had lightsabers. Anyways. Well, that would have been interesting, actually. But 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 then would it have would it have cheapened the lightsaber? No, no. No, but then the difference is, is if they all had lightsabers, then why would? Okay, why would they? 
What would make the leader the leader? That, that he's just... the baddest ass. Listen, I mean, look, I know you're Greek, but if that's what you want, more power to you. No, I'm kidding. You want the baddest ass. It's sitting right here, baby. So, uh, woo! <laughs> I like the fact that they didn't have lightsabers, and I'll tell you why. When there's darkness present, there'll be light to ri light will rise to meet it, right? So you have these dark lord wannabes, these fanboys of the dark side, right? That may or may not be a little force sensitive, but they're and may or may not be the dark side of the epoch, uh, whatever they were called in the books that collected some of the dark lights of the uh, beyond or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. May or may not be them, but then you have Lord Santeca and the Church of the Jedi, which worship the Jedi ways. You know what I'm saying? It weren't Jedi's. They just believed in the Force. So that was their religion. These guys, their religion is the dark side of the Force. So that's why I kind of like the fact that they both didn't have Jedi powers. They both didn't have lightsabers. Because what separates people who are in the Church of the Jedi from the Jedi Council or Jedi Knights or Jedi Masters? Nothing then. You know what I mean? Yep. These are people who worship the force and the light side and, and follow the teachings of the Jedi. And then you have the people who follow the teachings of the dark side, which are the Sith Eternals from the planet Exegol, Holly Garland, and um, <laughs> these guys, the dark side of the, uh, uh, the, the dark side of the, whatever they're called, the Apocalypse of the Beyond, or AKA the Knights of Ren. So, you know? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm down with it. I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm fine with it. It be what it be. It, it sounds to me like uh, we need to start casting for our Knights of Ren fan film. That'd be that, that would be awesome. I'm down. Yeah. Anyways. Speaking what of are the films, news? Speaking of films, Empire Strikes Back turns 40 this year. We talked about that, right? There's a big bit blitz banana. You were 42 stories. when you saw it, right? Yes. And now, 80. I'm 80, now I'm 82. Um, good for 82. It's pretty good. Um. <laughs> So they're doing a big Blitz Bonanza of the 40th anniversary, much like they did for A New Hope with the toys and releases of Funko Pops and blah, 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 blah. And at some point, we're going to do a strictly bonus episode for the pod of the Empire Strikes Back review show, where we all watch Empire Strikes Back again with a fresh eye. We watch it in your it house with the big TV that doesn't look too Absolutely. big on the wall. Absolutely, and I'll I'll sit in the middle and I'll poke a hole in the popcorn, and you guys uh, <laughs> you can go skiing. How about that? <laughs> so, Empire Strikes Back at forty-seven. Little-known facts oh, about the making of the Empire Strikes Back movie. What came out from StarWars.com from the original. Um, so you know, they threw a couple things in there that apparently we knew already, which I didn't know. Was that one? One was that Boba Fett's costume was conceived not as a movie character, but as a character to do public appearances to give Darth Vader a break. Uh, okay, I don't know why they couldn't throw somebody different in the Darth Vader costume um, to show up at Toy World like uh, our buddy Chris Fia and said he saw was it over there. Didn't I don't know if the article said this because I didn't read it, but Boba Fett's first appearance isn't the holidays Christmas special. It's on a parade, I think, in Alabama or something like that yep. that came out weeks before the holiday Christmas special. Was that yes. mentioned in the article? It was not. It was not mentioned. But, oh. but, we, but true fans know that. So that's one of the things. Uh, what that Actually, what that was like the bonus thing. But apparently there was a bunch of women in the trenches in Hoff that they didn't, um, you know, that we didn't see that were women. 
So apparently the, the ladies have had a uh, large part in that. Um, is that really news? I don't know. I mean, they, they were, they're extras. They were sitting in there. They were all covered up. Okay, great. You know, typical uh, let's uh, get our agenda across thing. Um, early drafts called for a lot more lightsaber practice for Luke Skywalker. Apparently, Luke was supposed to do a lot more on um, Dagobah, including, let's see, Luke would uh, try to cut a metal bar that Yoda would throw at him in midair. It sounds like the plot for uh, Dodgeball, where they were throwing wrenches at them to dodge. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Any other questions? Wrench? You could dodge. Exactly. So, uh, and then Luke was able to successfully cut the bar in multiple pieces as he threw it at him. Another scene would have him training with several balls, like Papa John trains with, with several balls. <laughs> See, I knew um, that was coming. You beat me to it, you <laughs> fucking piece of shit. <laughs> uh, several balls. Super through his training with Obi-Wan Kenobi and aboard the Falcon. Um, and Rays and Rise of Skywalker. And he would handle several at once, much like Papa Don does. In earlier draft of the script, Luke would also face Pretty the challenge with this. Inside Yoda's hut, using a pot lid and a spoon to deflect their blaster bolts. So did we need to see that? Meh, probably not. Would it have been Do you interesting? Think they film it? I don't think they filmed it, no. I think I think it would we would have seen it at some point wind up on some gag reel or some like, you know, deleted scene thing. So I don't think it was ever filmed. Um, apparently there was supposed to be a different kind of Imperial March. Um, we know the uh, the blaster fire made from twangs of metal and uh, guy wires recorded by our friend Ben Burt that we talked about last last episode. Um, apparently the mechanical sounds of the ADAT marching were captured by giant sheets of metal being cut apart and stamped at two metal working sites in Oakland, California. Um they really wanted to give the walkers a sense of mass and weight. Um, so they use these stamping machines, which is also a very distinctive sound. You can think about it. You, you could hear it. Um, so what's in a name? So there, this one I want to read uh, specifically because it's, a, it's an interesting one. Apparently in the early screenplay drafts by uh, Leigh Brackett for The Empire Strikes Back, the ice planet wasn't called Hoth, but the cloud planet that became Bespin was. Uh, in quotation marks said by Han Solo, I think the name means cloud, remarked Han in the screenplay. There on Cloud City, Han and Leia, who was using the alias Athania Eredith to keep her real identity hidden, met with Han's old friend, Lando Kadar, who then introduces them to his old friend, Bahari, a chief of the White Bird Clan of Cloud People. It sounds like fucking He-Man. Um, later, Vader comes to Hoth, and when Stormtrooper kills Bahari, Lando decides to switch sides and join the heroes. When Luke and the Millennium Falcon flee the Cloud World, the Rebels find Sanctuary on Bespin Kalida, a jewel-like planet. The second draft screenplay written by George changed the ice planet to Hoth, the Cloud planet to Bespin, and Lando to Lando Calrissian, and cut the whole Bahari subplot. Um, number five is from A to Zuckus. So this is one that's close to my heart. Fans who of the original Why? Action... you suck ass? Exactly, I suck ass. Fans of the original action figures might recall that Kenner swapped the names for Zuckus and Forlom for the toys that made that were made in 1980, but Zuckus almost had another name as well. His name was going to be Tuckus, like the Jewish term for ass 
your Tuckus, which is dumber than Zuckus, by the way. Luckily, the, for the bounty hunter, his name was changed from sounding like Tuckus, the Yiddish word for a person's rear end, to using a Z in his name on the call sheets for the film. Lobsterhead, take that, Therm Scissor Punch, and the costume for Zuckus used a space age material. The interior of his eyes was made from a material that became popular in packaging in the 1960s, aka bubble wrap. So those like bug eyes were just bubble wrap that they glued in there and spray painted. Uh, number six, taking a dip in the maker's backyard. Most of the Dagobah was filmed on a set built on Star Wars stage at EMI Elstree Studios. One part was filmed closer to home for George Lucas. The scene where the dragon snake, known as the bog creature to the crew, rises through the muck, was filmed in the foundation of George Lucas's own swimming pool as a pickup shot, which is interesting. So uh, apparently they had two scuba divers in there man- manipulating the creature. So George's pool makes an appearance. And number seven, uh, Chewbacca, the puppet master. Apparently when the portion where they had C-3PO blown apart and Chewbacca was carrying him, they had it on a motor and it looked very non-organic. So apparently one of the um, the key grips over there threw some wire around the arm and the head of C-3PO and threaded it through Chewbacca's costume. And whenever Chewie would move his arm, the head would turn for um c3po and made it look a little a little more realistic so seven little known empire facts i thought a couple of them were cool some of them were just like whatever but uh so it's good to know you know it's on the heels of one of our uh the 40th anniversary of one of our favorite movies that's cool man because that's stuff you guys don't you know out there if you guys really truly follow this lore you may or may not know some of that stuff i didn't even know um, the one thing that uh, that made me laugh was the the Tuckus Zuckus thing. That's hilarious. Um, but did you guys know that allegedly, allegedly, the dude from Rise of Skywalker in the bar is supposed to be Dengar? Did you know that? The, yes. So that th- that popped out too. That that guy who looked like his head was detached. He was on a, like a robot uh, a body. Robot body. Yeah. Right? Yeah. His name was, uh, it was a similar name to Dengar. It was almost like uh, an anagram for Dengar. Yeah, Den- exactly. Dengar. So they, uh, you know, it's 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 assumed that that that's where Dengar wind up landing when all the, uh, you know, the shit of the fan with him. So I, I really hope it isn't, though, to be honest with you. Why not? Number one, it looked like crap. Number two, it just, I hate when they do stuff like that. And then you, how are you supposed to know? Like, like you said, remember when we were talking about John Williams being the bartender. And behind yep. John Williams had all these replicas from the movies or all these pieces from all the movies he did. Right? What was the point of that? You don't even freaking see it. It's been it's a lot of time just, doing that for no reason. Yeah, it's just them being marks for the being marks, you know, as opposed to doing something more efficient and much better with their time, like writing three movies that actually talk well to each other. But what do we know, right? We don't know shit. Nope. So I'll tell you something that we do know. What do you know? Star Wars is the fucking absolute heavyweight champion of all sci-fi, of all of fucking everything. And it's not like we really need a proof of this because we all know it, whether there's people out there that are willing to admit it or not. But I don't know if you guys know, somebody held a poll, uh, and I'm not talking about Pop, Doc. Popping on holds a lot of polls, don't worry. Well, the, uh, <laughs> But uh, somebody. You feel better about yourself now, Doc? 
<laughs> I'm a bully. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, uh. So, you know, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith was representing Star Wars. And it, it was in there against other great films like Terminator. Uh, I believe it was T2. There was The Matrix Reloaded. And fucking even Avengers Endgame. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Exactly. And fucking uh, Avengers Endgame. And, bro, Revenge of the Sith beat all of them to a fucking pulp, man. I mean, it. Re- Revenge of the Sith, I believe, beat out Terminator. No, actually, it beat out... Uh, it won the first round with 57% of the votes. In the second round, it beat out Terminator. Terminator and it and it took like I want to say did it take forty four? Uh, anyways, guys, the point is that Star Wars is held near and dear in the hearts of of most people, and I'm talking about people who have fucking common sense, all right? Because there's nothing better than Star Wars. Except more Star Wars. Except more fucking Star Wars. Yep. But while we're on the fucking prequels, um. A young lady wrote an article, okay, and, you know, and there's a lot of truth to this article, and it's very relevant in in this day and age, you know. What's the article, uh, How to Cook and Clean While Star Wars oh Plays in the Background? goodness. That is so disrespectful. Oh, how dare that, you? That, how dare you? How dare you? You know what, man? I, you know, don't make me make a full heel turn here, because, you know what, if that's the case, then that's the article she, she should have fucking written but now, nah, but it, it's about you know, uh, you know, the prequel had a lot of hate, you know, and she, and when she saw the prequels, she was a lot younger than us, um, you know. We were all, I wore a younger man's clothes. You know, when she saw the first film, she claims to ha- to have been eight years old. When she saw Attack of the Clones, she claims to have been eleven, and Revenge of the Sith, she was fourteen. But what she's saying is that the internet had uh, had switched or changed her idea of how good or bad those those films were. She she blames the the internet for Wait, making hold on. hate them. Yeah. Hold on a second. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> you mean to tell me tell uh, no look in the camera over there, McGee, and our listeners, all three of them. That the internet actually can skew people's thought process and make them feel a certain way about a certain thing because they weren't a hundred percent certain how they felt about said thing. Amicia? You mean to tell me Amicia? that the internet can actually cause a division in a certain fandom? Come it's on, not possible. No way, bro. Like in the words of Vader in Revenge of the Sith. No. Believe it or not, gosh darn it, the internet is in <laughs> fact that powerful. Gee. Oh, we got to make that into a soundbite of Spiro going, bro. gosh darn it. <laughs> gosh darn it. Yeah, but yeah, man, believe it or not, this person's view of the prequels you know and but no but wait a minute it doesn't stop there guys she blames she blames our generation she blames guys like you doc and me 
the guys who grew who who were introduced to Star Wars via the original trilogy. She blames us. She says that you know we were man babies who were who had our feelings hurt. She didn't say this exactly, but I'm sure this was her sentiment. We had our feelings hurt. Our childhood was erased, you know, etc. So on, so on, you know. But now that she's yeah anyways but you know now that she's in the because of the prequels my childhood was erased yeah exactly okay you know you know listen man i thought his childhood was erased because he suppressed the memories of him and father o'malley at saint anthony's church (laughs) father palpatine no (laughs) i will not eat the communion wafer <laughs> you know, you know, you know what? Well, you know why Doc used to have a part in his hair when he was a kid growing up? Because it's it? not a sin, son. It's not a sin, my son. It's not a sin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joke works better when I stand up, but I was too lazy to stand up to do it. Parting the fucking hair, you know. Yeah. But uh, l- listen, man. You, you know these are the kind of people that I believe shouldn't be writing about Star Wars, man. I'm fucking sorry, you know. Although she does express a newfound appreciation for the prequels, you know. Oh, you know, and we've spoken by about her this. or by uh, overall. Well, by well, her. You know, she's only speaking for herself there. So then she thought but, it sucked too. Then if those if that was her yeah, first. Exactly. But so then, um. Fuck the writer. Listen, bro. Listen. You know what? I mean, I might piss off a couple of people by saying this but i don't give a fuck this is why women should shouldn't be writing about fucking star wars then okay because it makes no fucking sense did you like the fucking movie when you first saw it yes or no if you did then that's it fuck the internet and fuck what anybody else fucking thinks fucking bitch you know but the point (laughs) is this you know this is where and producer Matt interjects and goes, uh, the views of Spiro may not reflect the views of the rest of the New Force Order. But a lot of times they do. Listen, man, um, and we've spoken about how the Clone Wars kind of kind of gave a lot of people a little bit more appreciation. You know, she claims that it fucking didn't. Well, then she obviously didn't watch them then. Okay, she... She doesn't know Star Wars like she claims to fucking know. She's not a fucking fan. She's not a lifelong fan, okay? So, anyways, fuck her. F- fuck her stupid article, okay? If you can fucking be swayed by the internet to fucking change your mind on something that you physically saw with your own eyes and you experienced and felt certain type of fucking emotions, then you know what? You belong out there with the rest of the fucking herd, the fucking sheeple, okay? So, whoever you are... There's the rage! Quit your fucking job as a journalist. Journalism no longer exists. It's not a fucking... You know, it's 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 not a profession that is... I consider to be noble these days because it's all fake fucking news. Quit that shit. Go find somebody to pay your fucking bill. Somebody who you can make him a sandwich, maybe. Do his laundry. Now you stole my thunder. Fuck, I was going to say that just now. What else can she do? Well, listen. Here's the deal. 
obviously we don't knock people for their opinions like Doc stated previously, but we just threw that notion out the window. Yeah, yeah but now, yeah, hold on, 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 hold on. Although I didn't read the article. So you're telling me that she said, well, the Star Wars I grew up with was episode one, two, and three. But everybody who is the generation before me grew up with four, five, and six. They're man babies and ruined the prequels because they were upset the prequels weren't as good as the original trilogy. Yes. So we so we share, supposedly, we share part of the fucking blame for how she feels about well, those films. Then the problem isn't the movies. It's not the generation. It's just that she's not secure with herself to feel a certain way and be confident with the way she feels. Now, look, you want to go watch a movie and feel a certain way about said movie? Good for you. That's your opinion. That's your right. If you go to the movie and you watch the movie and you're on the fence about it, whether or not you thought it was a good movie or a great movie, or you're on the fence thinking that it sucked or it was good, you're just not there yet, you go watch it again. Or maybe you watch it a third time. Then you like the movie better or you hate the movie better. You made your own opinion stand by it. But if you go to the movies and you think you like it and you're not sure if you hate it, and then you go online and you hear people talking about it, and you let other people dictate your opinion, you're not inclined to express said opinion because you are manipulated, you're a sheep, and at the end of the day, your opinion holds no weight because no it's not weight. your opinion, it's a skewed opinion that has been molded by outside forces and you're projecting something that isn't genuine, that isn't organic. Now, me personally, I love the prequels. Do I love them as much as I love the original trilogy? Hell no. But to me, certain movies in the prequels, like Episode 3, one of my favorite films of Star Wars of all time. Episode 2 was a good film, minus some of that wooden acting in the love scene between Anakin and Padme. Episode 1, certain things I liked, certain things I hated. But... Again, when I first saw the movie, I hated episode one because I said, it's exactly like episode four. But then, lo and behold, the documentary comes out and he says that Star Wars is poetry. George Lucas says it's supposed to rhyme. It's supposed to mimic each other. Then I got the concept of the overall arching theme, which is time repeating itself and people making their decisions, whether to go light or dark, based on free will. But all that being said, those are my opinions i didn't let anyone skew my opinion i can sit here and tell you how great the last jedi is no matter how threatened i feel spiro coming to my house and chopping my head before it i'm still gonna tell you that you know what i'm saying and no matter how many times doc doesn't look in the camera you know i'm still gonna say what i want to say <laughs> when i want to say it so it is what it is it just just like doc's entitled to his opinion just like you're entitled to your opinion spiro you know Exactly. Absolutely, man. If she, if the article was just her giving her opinion, like, you know, I don't like these films, but then I gained a new appreciation instead of her. I mean, she pretty much outed her fucking self. Agreed. And and another thing, if you haven't watched The Clone Wars, or if you have, and you're saying that doesn't make you appreciate the the prequels more, then you're out of your goddamn mind. Yep, 100% out of your mind. And if it's Especially 
the last four episodes of season seven, which is a movie within itself is some of the greatest Star Wars of all time. Even even better, it's, it's up there with the original trilogy. You know what I'm saying? So all that being said, again, her opinion is being skewed. She's allowing it to be molded by outside forces. So it's not her opinion. Molded by it. I told you it was going to come to this. The Jedi are taking over. So, so that bitch is not over. No, she's not over. And speaking about who's over, uh, what a it's transition. a segment. What's uh, that? Well, I'll get to it. If Doc wasn't too busy yapping, he never shuts the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> we do a segment here on the New Force Order called Who is More Over? Now, I know what you're saying. I can feel the disturbance in the force right now. It's like a million nerds in their mother's basements looked around and said, hey, I, I don't get it. What is, what is this over? It doesn't make any sense. It's not even grammatically correct. Mom, the meatloaf. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma, can we get some meatloaf? Uh, Chaz, I think I'm okay. I, I had a bite right before I came over. Thank you. You sure? You know what? I will have some meatloaf. Let's have some meatloaf. You want some? <laughs> I knew you'd go. Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! We want it now! The meatloaf! What is she doing? I never know what she's doing back there. So, let me explain to you what over means. It is professional wrestling lingo terminology. What it means is when you're over, it means you're popular. You're well-liked or well-hated. So case in point, when you're a good guy wrestler, you're known as a baby face. You're over as a face. That means you're over with the crowd. People will pay an exuberant amount of Imperial credits to come see you kick the crap out of the villain. And when you're over as a villain, or in the wrestling terminology, the heel, people will pay an exuberant amount of Imperial credits to come see you get your ass kicked by the hero or the baby face. What we do here on the new force order besides entertain our fans that's right all three of you people out there there was actually five of them on a group chat recently so all five of you out there what we do is we take two aspects wait 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 wait. don't forget about the one main fan my fucking computer fan yeah (laughs) you can't forget about that you hear it all show Wow. Pew, pew, pew. So shots fired. I um, deserve that. So we take two aspects of Star Wars. Maybe a person, a place, a thing. Doesn't matter. We compare them. And when we see who is more over with you, the fans. Well, most importantly, who is more over with us? So with all that being said, Doc, enlighten these Milf, a moof milking, I keep messing up the saying, moof milking scruffy nerf herders. Let them know what we're comparing tonight. Listen, it's okay because all three of us are have, have milf mooked at some point. Um, this week, we're looking at a big, big battle. It is the that, light that's side. That's a big bitch. That's a big bitch. That's a big bitch. It's the light side of the force. Breeze. Just breathe. Reach out with your feelings. What 
easy. The island. Life. Death and decay that feeds new life. Warmth. Cold. Peace. Violence. In between it all. Balance. Energy. A force. And inside you. Inside me. That same force. Versus the dark side of the force. Dun, dun, dun. Jedi's strength flows from the force. But beware of the dark side. Anger, fear, aggression. The dark side of the force are they. Easily they flow. Quick to join you in a fight. If once you start down the dark path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Consume you at will. As it did Obi-Wan's apprentice. Vader. Well, Doc, since you're the master of all things that are poles, can you please let us know what the poles say? Fishing pole, a stripper pole, a uh, uh, voting pole, uh, going to the polls. Apparently, all right. Who do you think is over, guys? I ask every week. Uh, I'm gonna say the light side. Hero, I, I know your answer already, so uh, I'm yeah, gonna exactly. move on to, just to. Uh... It's the dark side. Over seventy really? to thirty percent. Wow, who knew? Not 70 bad. to 30? 70 to 30. Wow, that's like fucking curtain jerker action right there. I thought it'd be more like 50, 50, 40, and, 60. And that's across all our platforms. That's across Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, the website, the whole nine yards. Wow, you consolidated everything, Doc. I'm proud we of did. you. This week we did. We did a little mathematics. You're a real professional. You know the Greeks invented mathematics. I know the Greeks like, invented you know. mathematics. Do we have any comments? We have a few comments. We outlets. have a few comments on our social media outlets. Let's take a look. All right, John Enright. Most would assume that I am a light side guy, but I have a black heart like my man Spiro. So ah, I am going dark side. Uh, Chuchi Figueroa puts up a gif of Yoda igniting his lightsaber. Uh, Harley Garland puts up a gif of of uh, the what's his name? Hello, uh, Senator Palpatine. Turning his head to Anakin. <laughs> Johnny Miller puts up a gif, which is a new one, which I'm going to use very frequently, of the last of one of the last episodes of Clone Wars of Darth Maul igniting his double-bladed lightsaber and twirling it. That's it. We got a lot of gif comments this week, boy. That's it. Very nice. Spiro, we have any comments from the website? Let's see. We got here. We got an email. No has nothing to do with the uh, segment. Okay, we'll save it. Right. Let's, go to, let's go to the emails. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys want to be part of this segment? You guys want to send us an email letting us know who you think is more over? All you have to do is send an email to two outlets. First outlet is the website. And the website is newforceorder.com. Newforceorder.com. The second outlet is the email address you email us we read the email on the show very simple the email address is newforceorder at 
yahoo.com. Let me repeat, newforceorder at yahoo.com. So let's go to their emails. Our first email is from the 88th homeboy, a.k.a. Moises Sandoval. Stitch me up, Doc, is the name of the email. Looks like the battle between him and Doc continues. But let's get to the email and find out. I had a crazy dream the other night. Uh Uh-oh. Did he wake up wet because of Doc? I dreamt that I was... He he, he rolled over one of his oranges. (laughs) Oh, no, mijo, not again. (laughs) I dreamt that I was in the hospital, but not for COVID. No, because GGP ripped me a new asshole for no reason on last week's show. (laughs) On the nightstand was a raven. And he kept saying, Raven snot canning. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> On the other side of the curtain was a patient. It was Doc with his arms and legs and dick chopped off. I told him I was sorry for doing that to him. But he just pointed at his crouch and said, look at me, man. Fucking homeboy 88, man. <laughs> I can't home. Spiro, please do it. <laughs> Look at me, man. I can't home. Fucking diapers, man. I got fucking diapers. I shit my pants every day. I can't walk. I can't home. You know? <laughs> to chin in the diaper, man. <laughs> you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking Lalo, man. Oh, oh. oh, oh God. Oh, man. I'm telling you, bro, homeboy. You write the best emails, my man. Holy cow. I wish, I wish our fans had the uh, intuition to, to to step up and become as the greatest fan of the NFO as you are, my friend. Thank you for your effort and your time. That was fantastic. Oh, you have me laughing over here and crying like a little girl with a scraped knee. Woo! <laughs> I can't hold. <laughs> Quack <Cock> soccer. <laughs> <laughs> oh god next one's from todd santiago aka chuchi figueroa who's more over well it's not some it's not so oh, wow Woo. well ladies and gentlemen as you can see we do not prep for the show we like to work on the fly if you will so here he goes ready well it's not someone selling oranges on the highway so light side stands no chance. I'd rather be on the dark side with the Sith strength. Oh, the Sithstress Holly Garland. Thanks, guys. By the way, Whale's vagina is gone. Consumed he was by Chuchi. That's how you spell it. Chuchi. C-H-U-C-H-I-E. Thanks, guys. I hope Mandalorian starts ahead of schedule. NFO for life. Damn, so so he fucking stabbed 
his fellow LFO member in the back right there. And it looks like it's a civil war between the LFO. And for Yo. you people who don't know who the LFO oh, is, the damn. LFO stands for Latin Force Order. I don't know, Yo, man. That's like, that's like fucking Elizabeth stuck between Lex and fucking Mach. Yeah. The question is, who's who? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good analogy. You have, you have team, uh, team, uh, team Chancla <laughs> versus team Sombrero. Or we could say, hey, you know, instead, instead of NWO black and white and NWO Wolfpack, we have, uh, we have LFO, uh, I don't know. Let me think. Taco versus burrito. There we go. Thank you for the save, Doc, and the hot tag. Oh, let's see. Moises Sandoval sent us a picture. <laughs> it's him giving the finger at the supermarket to a bunch of bottles of Tropicana orange juice. <laughs> Tremendous. Oh, man. Tremendous. Oh, man. All right. Another email from our first-time emailer. Uh, Timothy Gilby. You think after 60, what is it, 64 episodes, 63 episodes? What is this? 63. I think this fucking guy would email us before that, but now, first time, huh? Um, hey, NFO guys, this week, I'm picking the dark side. It took me some good thinking to come up with my conclusion. I basically added up my favorite people from both sides. And to me, I had more dark side favorites. Thanks, guys, for always coming up with awesome subjects to shoot the shit about. NFO for life. Okay. Our final email comes from Bassmaster Dust or B. Assmaster Dust. Who is more over? Hi, NFO. See, I love the fact that he spells NFO. Lowercase N, capital F, lowercase O. The, the only way to spell Personally, the light side is over with me. I love the wizard-like ways of the Jedi. No one is more over than Baby Yoda right now. Light side always wins in the end. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. These individuals, especially Homeboy88, emailed us. And guess what, kid? You're getting famous. You're getting the rub, homeboy. Not the rub you like to get. At the Russian bathhouses, but you're getting the rub from the NFO, and you're going to be more over than Chuchi, that's for sure. But anyhow, um, I heard Chuchi only gets over at AA and NA, but that's another story for another time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are upset on the block. He cuts his shit with his baby powder a little bit too much in the baking soda, so I don't know. Uh, Doc, so what do you think? Light side, dark side, go. Oh, let me tell you. Tough decision. Um, I, I, I too, also added up my uh, my favorites on each side, and I came with this week with the light side coming over. Um, there's something about the hope. There's something about the the good guy winning, the you know the the draw of being good and doing good that has always sat with me. So for me, it's going to be the light side. Spiro, do we even have to, uh, even have to ask? Biro? I mean, you guys already know my answer, but I'm going to tell you this much, you know what I mean? Kathleen Kennedy, Ryan Johnson, okay. Over strong, yeah, of course. No, listen, man, uh, you know, if if you go back 
to I, I believe it was our second episode ever. Oh, I wasn't here yet. Poor Doc. Yeah, yeah, he was poor Doc. Uh, That's we, when the show was good. We <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the philosophies of the uh, light side and the dark side, right? And I was talking about how I see the fucking light side as as the fucking church people that fucking judge everybody and think that they're better than everybody else, morally better than everybody else, but 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 they're more like, you know, they're also like that lazy fat fuck that's happy to just get by, never really excel at becoming the fucking best and shit, you know? And the Sith were a little bit more realistic. Yeah, sure. They were fucked up in many ways. But you know what, man? They fucking strived to be the best, even if it would fucking kill them. Um, You're the best around. No one's ever know, gonna take you out. Both, yeah, both sides have have fucking characters that I love. But at the end of the day, man, I ride I ride on the dark side all, all day and night, all night long. Yeah, we heard that about you. Yes, yeah, sir. And it's true. That's what your boyfriend said. Hey, Lexington hey, hey. Steel, Mr. Lexington <laughs> Steel himself. Yeah. He's and that other guy, Mandingo, Mandingo, fucking Dark Jake, Mandingo, Jake Steel. <laughs> now this is real difficult for me. We got uh, a tiebreaker, big boy. Yeah. I love being the heel in the ring, but in life. I'm a true nice guy. Unless you piss me off, then you can go fuck yourself. Um, as far as Star Wars goes, you can't have good baby faces without great heels. You build your baby faces off your heels. I love all of the dark side characters, but I also love Luke Skywalker tremendously because I loved him as a child. Han Solo is my favorite character, but you can say he's the shades of gray because he's a scoundrel. Oh, it's real tough, man. Today I'm going to pick maybe different tomorrow, but since it's the 15th anniversary of Revenge of the Sith, Heels over strong all day long. I'm going with the dark side today, boys. Wow. It good. I sense your hate. No. Use your anger. It makes you stronger. It sure fucking doesn't. Hey, guys. My fuel is half parts caffeine, half parts hate. And it keeps me going. It keeps me going. Straight up. Fuck it. <laughs> couple of things I want to talk about real quick. I don't have, I didn't have articles about this. I, I mean, I saw a few, but I forgot to, to copy and paste it because we kind of dwelled on it in the past. Uh, new, Osaka, new Ahsoka Tano series being heavily talked about for Disney Plus. Yay or nay? What do yes. you guys think? Yes. Bring it. Okay. Bring it on. Now, but give me Filoni and Favreau with that. Not a, you know. Yeah. Bullshit. Now, second thing, you know how everybody was all up in arms about Obi-Wan being delayed, they had to go back to rewriting the scripts and all this stuff? 
Yeah. Well, some news leaked out that Obi Wan's original four episodes or six episodes, whatever it was going to be, we weren't going to get any Obi Wan until the last episode. What oh, the fuck? I don't know how that was going to happen, but if that happens to be the case, dude, I am some I am so happy that they uh, decided to uh, eighty six it. What? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So we got a show called, I'm guessing, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and the star is Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's about Obi-Wan Kenobi, but he's not in it. Do you know who was the one, who was the fucking showrunner there? Uh, it was um, <laughs> Ray Charles. <laughs> I think it was fucking quirky and shit from... Uh, <laughs> Life goes that on. One show, yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, uh, dude! I heard that and I, I was like, "You gotta be shitting me! You can't have an Obi Wan series with the one one of the great things of the prequels, which was Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan, and save him for the last episode. It's just like it doesn't make any sense. We're gonna have all these other people looking for Obi Wan, or all these people talking about Ben Kenobi <laughs> living in the desert as some kind of freaking crazy. Hermit Wizard. It doesn't make any sense. You need no. him in every episode. He needs to be the focus point of everything. You know what this sounds to me like? It sounds like it's one of these independent fucking artsy fartsy fucks that are like, yes, you know, and get this, Obi Wan's not even in it until the end, and that's gonna be the money shop. the The build up is gonna lead to this, and everybody's gonna lose it. Man, fuck that shit, dude. Fuck that, man. I no. agree. We'll have to pay you and McGregor until the very last episode. Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, listen, no matter how much you pay, if they would have done that, people would have been pissed off. Because the one thing they love to see, other than Star Wars, is more fucking Star Wars. And there's been a lot of talks about people going to see a lot of things from Star Wars. Uh, Upcoming, right? Isn't that right, Doc? Uh, yeah, that's like almost like a true. like a like a virtual museum, right? Oh yeah. So this you you threw the ball in my court for one of my favorite things to talk about: toys and collectibles. So our boy Steve Stansweet, who holds the uh, the Guinness Book of World Records for the most Star Wars collectibles on the planet, um, opened his museum. He has you know his Rancho Obi Wan. He did it virtually. Uh, I saw the video from last week of him showing a tour of it. But now there's apparently like a Patreon um, tier that you could join where you get, you know, different highlights of different sections of the museum. They do like, you know, in more in-depth tour. And now for the fact that no one can leave the house, you know, we're going to do it all virtually. So Steve Sansweet is trying to... Uh, Feed his uh, his hobby and his need by um, getting some Patreon followers to uh, dump some dough into Rancho Obi-Wan so he can get more Star Wars shit. Because let me tell you, that guy has a lot of Star Wars shit. And if I was him, I would never, ever fucking move. You could bury me in the Darth Vader casket that he has in there, I'm sure. Bro, there was a guy here in Long Island that lived like two blocks away from me who had a basement that I, I don't think it was on that scale, but he had a ton of shit close 
to that skill. And unfortunately, before I found out about it, and, and I was hoping to go there, shoot a shoot something there, motherfucker moved. Oh. Yeah. You know, I found out on the very day that that cocksucker moved. Dude, he, when, you know what happened? He heard you were in the U of Two Blocks. Where he was like, I get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Steal all my shit. Like, I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. So what exactly oh. entails this virtual thing? Like what? You have to pay to, to listen to? Yeah, it's going to be a Patreon. It's like, you know, similar to Patreon where you, you pay whatever tier it is. I think it's only one tier. And you give him the money and you get like a video with a virtual experience every, I don't know, month or week or whatever it is. He breaks open a new part of the museum and he goes through stuff. But I also think there's some merch involved with it as well. I don't know if there's pins or other shit that's... You know how much he's charging? I have no idea. I don't think it was stated in the article, but uh, who knows? It may be worth, you know, for 10 bucks a month joining it for a couple of months, see what happens. Do you ever think about doing that yourself with all your stuff that you have? Maybe doing a virtual museum? Unfortunately, I don't have enough room to virtually museum my stuff. He has a throw the wife and the kids out the house. Yeah, that'd be great. Unfortunately, Uh, we got got a mortgage to pay. Get out. Yeah, I'd be the first to go. (laughs) Oh God. Well, Doc, since you're the toy master, maybe it's that time. Tick tock, tick tock. I think it's time for uh, top. Star Wars Transformers. The Slave One and the Millennium Falcon locked in combat. Suddenly, the Slave One unleashes its secret weapon, changing into the deviously destructive Boba Fett mech. Oh, yeah? Watch this. But the Millennium Falcon has a surprise of its own, doubling its power by changing into the heroic Han Solo and Chewbacca mechs. Charge up the main gun. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million. Star Wars Transformers, Millennium Falcon and Slave One sold separately. I teased last week that we're going to do something this week. Let me just uh, set up the camera here. Hold on. Um, hey, Doc, gotta... why, don't you, why don't you talk about that tease you told us about last week? Yeah, I'm gonna talk about that tease we talked about last week. No, 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 not not what you and I talked about. What you talked about with the fans. Yeah, with the fans. That was that was, that was behind the scenes, closed doors until I opened yours. Anyway, um, we got a few things <laughs> this week, boys. Let's keep my private life private. Uh, Doc got um, excited. Doc got excited the other day because he read an article that said pitches and catches are showing up for spring training. He yeah. did, then he realized, oh, it's a baseball article. Never yeah, mind. I, I showed up with my. Uh, <laughs> with, with a handful of condoms and uh anyway so a couple things we're gonna do this week uh i got these in this week which are oh so all so cute look it's the child it's baby yoda in action figures they're like these little vinyl um figures he's eating the frog in that one over here there's uh i think Did i come as a set these, 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 these came as a set but they were they were packed separately um, they have four more. One of them is Baby Yoda wrapped up in a blanket. Another one is him holding the in the cup of soup. Um, is a, I can't remember what the other two are, but this is one of my favorites. This is a, it's the do that thing, do the trick with the hand, baby, do the trick with the hand. He's reaching what, out to the, the, the Baby Yoda handle. Where is uh? What's the where'd you get it from? Uh, Hasbro Pulse, which is the official Hasbro website for all Hasbro how, toys. How much did they run? I think they were like I don't know six ninety nine a piece or something like that. I can't remember. The set was like. 13 bucks it's hard to say i don't know i just press i just press ship it now that's all it's painful 
Uh, going along the lines of The Child, this came out this week, and I teased it last week. There it goes. It's our buddy The Child again, this time in the Six Inch Black series line. Unfortunately, Baby Yoda is very far from six inches. Um, like you. More like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Oh my shit! No. He he's uh he's um he's uh in scale with the Black Series line, which is uh super tiny. So if you put him next to the Mandalorian, he'll be you know uh knee deep to a whippersnapper over there. He comes with a little frog. He comes with a little soup bowl, and he also comes with a little uh the little ball that he plays with in the Mandalorian ship, and they're all packed beside him in this little glass plastic uh, container over there. Um, I don't know if we could even hold those. I have to get another one of these to open it up because he's uh, super cute, which begs to the question that if they actually made uh, a Baby Yoda in the three and three quarter scale, it would be half the size of this one, which is significantly smaller. So it's going to be interesting to see. This was twelve ninety nine, I think, for this little piece of shit. Um, I'll eventually get it. <laughs> Listen, I, I know the truth. I have a disease. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, but that's the child. Uh, I guess. Yes. God forbid you pass away. Yes. Who's getting all your toys? Getting all toys. So uh, the missus uh, has her marching orders as to what to do. So my son, my big guy, is, is pretty savvy about what I have. Um, and he, you know, knows most of the ins and outs of the things that are expensive because he's been studying for the last, you know, decade and a half. But I told her to, uh, in the event of my untimely demise... Wait, do you have any information on Hillary Clinton? I do not, no. Okay, then you're fine. Okay. Uh, I told her to, she has to call two individuals, uh, both of whom she knows. One of them is my friend Mark, who uh, lives locally, who is also a toy dealer and knows the value value of things. And another one is my friend Jin, who lives in Texas, who also knows the value of uh, what I have here. And then the two of them will part it out and sell it on eBay for a fee. Um, And then she can get all the money. What about the kids? What if they want a, a couple of things? They could take whatever they want to take. Gotcha. They get first crack? They get first crack and whatever What about they want. the NFL brothers? We yes, no you, guys, you guys get first crack as well. <laughs> Just like true Greeks, you get first crack. Anyway. <laughs> so three more things on the docket for Tatooine this week. We got Sith Jet Trooper. So this is from the Rise of Skywalker. They you fly know. now? They fly now. Uh, we barely saw them fly. I know Holly talked about last uh, last week or the week before about the scene on the battleship during Exegol where we saw the Sith jet troopers fly as opposed to the uh, First Order troopers. Um, so this is the Sith jet trooper. Basically, what they did was they took the First Order trooper and they painted him red. So here is the Sith Order trooper. Shockingly enough. The helmet's couple. different, no? Uh, I think it's the same helmet. I don't think the helmet is very different if you take a look at it. I had to pull out my my jet trooper and take a look at him. But I'm pretty sure it's the same helmet. Um, they put the logos on him. He's red, obviously. On the back, it's number 106. So this is for the, the numbered series. It says, Sith Jet Trooper, it is the ultimate push toward galactic conquest. The First Order readies an army of elite soldiers that draw inspiration from a dark and ancient legacy. So that's number 106, the Sith Jet Trooper, which is popping up all over the place. I saw like six of them at Walgreens the other day. Moving down the line, moving to Do the... they know game- you at Walgreens? Uh, they, you know, they, they, they give me the nod when I walk through the door. 
They don't know me at Target, though, because there's too many people there. Anyway, moving down the gaming greats. This is the GameStop exclusive um, that came out this year. It is the brown battle droid, a.k.a. the heavy battle droid, because he comes with three, uh, two, two blasters. Uh, actually, no, I'm lying. There's a third blaster inside there. Um, there's three blasters inside there. We've never seen this one. This has probably popped up in the, in, in the Battlefront 2 game because it's branded Battlefront 2 on the back there. Um, it is the brown one. It's got some some black accents. It's got some scorch marks along the back of it. This is just a total rehash of the original Battle Cry we did a couple months ago from Episode One, um, but painted brown. Gotta love Roger. a re gotta love a repaint on the Roger Roger. So Roger in the back, Rogers. Heavy Battle Droids Star Wars Battlefront features Heavy Battle Droids modified B1 Battle Droids armed with heavy blaster rifles and shield emitters to deflect most incoming enemy fire. This is from the store exclusive, so they're not numbered. They don't have the number on the back of them. So you have to just keep track of them. The other one was the Light Side Revan that Spiro got so excited about from the Gaming Greats. And there's yep, there's one or two more coming out. I think there's a, another clone trooper coming out. I had that on pre-order. It should be here any day now. Um, I think one more. I can't remember which one it was. But this one was the one I was the most excited for. Number 104 on the line. This is Commander Bly. So one of the clone commanders for the uh, the clone army. Um, I believe he was he was assigned to Ala Secura. Yep. Um, he looks similar to Commander Cody, but the accents are a little bit different. They're not as yellow. They're a little more mustardy than anything else. But he has that visor that Cody had as well. Um, and he's got the hip holsters like Rex does. On the back, it says Command, Clone Commander Bly. A veteran of many Clone Wars battles, Clone Commander Bly, Clone Designation CC5052, serves in the 327 Star Corps on such worlds as Quell, Maradun, and Felucia. That's where uh, Ala Secura bought it on that planet, Felucia. Um, so this one is becoming the darling of the set because he's very difficult to get. Him and Count Dooku are becoming the ones. Unfortunately, I got him at Walgreens and the box is kind of smashed. So I'm looking for a new one so I could swap this one out because... I like to keep my Black Series mint on card. Are you planning on swapping the fig? I am not swapping the fig. I am just going to return it and get a new one with the better box. He says he doesn't talk about his personal sex stories on air. Yes. <laughs> good good as, man. As opposed to swapping the feta. Um, <laughs> hiding the gyro. Yeah. I get it. Listen, guys, real quick. Is that is that it for Tatooine? That's it. That's it for Tatooine this week. Boy. Very cool, man. Very cool. Listen, this I just looked online and this news just broke. Uh, I'm looking on uh, JediNews.co.uk. Phil Tippett returning to Star Wars for Mandalorian seasons two and three. Phil Tippett, the person responsible for bringing the dead uh, the Jarek set to life, alongside many other. VFX effects in Star Wars has been brought on for seasons two and three of Mandalorian. So that's some breaking news for you guys. I know you guys might be saying, well, I don't know who this old guy is, but at the same time, obviously worked. It's, it's Papadon. That's who it is. Nice. He worked on the original films and obviously he did a great job because those special effects is what separate them from any other sci-fi movie. So, I guess it's pretty cool that he's going to be on, huh? Amen. It feels it feels nice to actually break some news here, you know? Instead of having to wait for like another day or two after 
Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean, we normally, you know, break balls, so it's a good change of pace of breaking news. There you go. You know what I'm <laughs> Speaking about busting nuts and breaking balls, Doc, is it time to go down that path? Oh, I think it's time. Down that highway of Hershey for you? Oh, no, no Hershey Highway for me. That's, that's only <laughs> He's not German. Occasions. Only <laughs> or Greek. That's only special occasions. You know, you want to be careful with that. You know, you never know what you're going to find. It's time, boys, for a little bit of Tatooine. We just did Tatooine, Dick. I bet. Uh, <laughs> Kama Sutra. It's time to travel to a planet in the galaxy far, far away. The 69th planet to be exact. Grab your lightsaber or maybe have a loved one grab it for you. Oh, my God. Because it's time. For Star Wars, come Sutra. Oh yeah. I get home. <laughs> I can't do the right show. That's awesome, man. All right. Uh, any particular number you want there, Papa Dub? Let Spiro pick. I'm too busy laughing at you, dumbass. <laughs> 27. 27. Uh, oh. This is <laughs> oh, the best selling I've ever seen him do. <laughs> this, this is this is a good, I've been waiting for this one for a little bit over here. I don't think we've done this one. Um it stars uh Admiral Akbar and um a very snips pre-pubescent Ahsoka Tano. Oh, God. And it is called, if you guess it, It's a Trap. <laughs> so it involves our boy, our boy Admiral Akbar standing <laughs> at, the, at the head of the bed with his arms up in the air. So Katano lying in bed with a mirror beside her, and she's lying with kind of you know legs akimbo, spread out, spread eagle, and poor Admiral Akbar sitting there sweating his uh his marinara sauce off his body, thinking to himself, she's what she she got to be eighteen, right? I mean, come on, she has to be eighteen. She she can make decisions. She's not drunk either. Uh, and it's called it's a trap. Someone's gonna get laid up for some statutory rape on there, but uh. What was Ahsoka Tano like? Like 12, 13 during the Clone Jesus, Wars? Jesus, man. Season? I don't know. But they say, you know what the saying is, smells like fish, eat all you wish. Smells like cologne, <laughs> leave it alone. <laughs> smells like what? Leave it alone? Smells like cologne, leave it alone. <laughs> I'm telling my son, listen, if there's grass in the field, play ball. If there's not, turn them over and play in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> That beats any haiku we ever read. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Eric. Uh, in, the wor- in, the la- in the words of uh, Laline, <laughs> I can't hold. <laughs> it's not even on. <laughs> oh, man. I, think, I don't think we can get any higher than that, boys. No, we can't. Oh, God. Hey, oh, I well- got a... I got an, another email here that came Please enlighten from us. the website. It's from Homeboy88. 
haven't read it yet, but I think it's a good one. All this stuff is good. And don't worry, homeboy, we're sending out the shirt. I just got to get my lazy ass to the <laughs> to the to the post office to send it to you. Here we go. Fun facts about ravens. Ah! <laughs> ravens are one of the smartest animals. They can imitate human speech. Europeans often saw ravens as evil in disguise. They do weird things with ants. All that is great and all, but how does a professional Star Wars guy confuse Raven with Revan? When I heard this, even though Revan's not canon, <laughs> I wanted to stick skewers in my ears and shish kebab my fucking eardrums. Peace out, homeboys. NFO for life. Uh. Oh, Chris Damn. Fian, we love you, Chris Fian. Don't worry. Yes, yeah, Chris. Chris, we love you. Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter what the illegal says. You're still cool with us. <laughs> And it doesn't matter, Raven, Revan is still not canon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll tell Ooh, you, man. with the knockout. Tyson at 53, making it with a comeback. I love it. Oh, man. I feel you guys like... seen the Tyson clips? He looks great. Yeah, Take of course, out. man. You hear the pounding of the mitts, dude? You can oh, still hit it. Dude, it sounds like a shotgun's going off. And then you saw Holyfield doing yep. his little comeback video. It was good. Knockout. It wasn't Tyson good, dude. Nope. Apparently, apparently bare-knuckle boxing wants to give him $20 million for whatever he wants he to do, whoever do he wants to fight. He shouldn't do it. I'm sorry. He shouldn't $20 million? Do it. Oh, Mike's taking that fight. Trust me. I don't know. You know what, man? To be honest, if I were him, I would rather take a fucking exhibition against Holyfield instead of fucking standing the fucking... Listen, man, you know, you never know when you might get hit on the fucking button and your lights are out, you know. I think he has, wow. you know, you, you never know, okay. Even Lewis. though they're, they're saying that the opponent for that bear fisting might be. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, I didn't think about Shannon bear fisting. Bear fisting. <laughs> That'll work. They just dig up Muhammad Ali's body and throw him in there. Listen, it's the fury. Tyson is one of the greatest of all time, in my opinion. I mean, I grew up on the guy. I loved the guy. After Customato died and he went with Don King, he went. his whole career went to shit, to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, if he would have kept his head on straight and his nose clean, literally, and he would have stayed with Cuss, he would have been the greatest of all time. Um, Absolutely, man. And he, who did he lose to? He lost to... Foster Douglas. Foster Douglas. He lost twice to Vander, right? Yeah. Once he bit the ear, and then the first fight, he lost by decision. He lost to Lennox Lewis, and I think he lost one more, right? Was the a white girl? guy. I, f- lost, I forgot his lost, name. Lost Jerry, Jerry Cooney. Yeah. Nah, shit. Bro, t- t- anyway, man, t- Tyson's issues, I think, were all mental. You know what I'm saying? To be honest. Dude, can you picture him as a Sith? Yeah, man, I'm a Sith. What are you? A Sith. <laughs> A I'll eat your children. It's incredible. <laughs> Anyhow, we love you, Mike. I'm glad to see you back in the ring, dude, where you belong. Um, I heard he's doing well, or he has a pot farm. So I heard he's doing well with that, too. And he actually has a pretty cool podcast, man. Oh, does he? Yeah, man. It's, it's called Hot, Hot Boxing with, with Mike Tyson. Well, it's him. It's him and some Mex 
NFL guy. It's a pretty cool show, though. Gotcha. A black and white show, you know what I'm saying? But all right, you know. Hey, we originated that. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, now now, now we got a little uh, subsidiary going called the LFO, the Latin Force Order. If they ever freaking uh, hop over that fence and get their shit together and make themselves work, it'd be great. I mean, we have two, we have Team Wepa versus Team Andale, you know? Team Arriba, you know? Maybe Tio Santana could be their first guest, you know? <laughs> Chico, Chico Santana. No, <laughs> that was good. They they can't afford him. I think it's Savio Vega. Hey, <laughs> Savio's a good worker. I wrestle Savio. Anyhow, he's awesome, man. He's a good guy too. Shout out yeah. to him. All right, let them know where they can find you guys at before we bring it down. You can find me at Doctor Dr underscore Destroyo D E S T R O Y O the Gram of Insta, Alex Royo M D on Twitter and Alex Royo on Facebook. You can catch me on Instagram Spiro underscore A. Also, Darth underscore Spirit on. You can also catch, I finally got off my ass and recorded a new episode of Rational Rage. And I was joined by a fellow veteran, Adalberto Garcia, where we talk about military life, the COVID lockdown, and this bullshit so-called realism in military video games. You can catch that on wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can also like the Facebook page, Rational Rage, or if you prefer YouTube, go to Handsome Reaper TV. It's right there. So go subscribe, or I'll show up at your fucking house, cut off your fucking fingers, and subscribe for you. Well, there you go. Send me that new episode, please, so I can listen to it. I like it. Thank you. Um, you can find me at Greek God Papadon on Twitter, Greek God Papadon on Instagram. Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek God Papadon is the YouTube page. My Pro Wrestling Tea store. It's Pro Wrestling Tees backslash Greek God Papadon. Now, there's going to be a big sale at Pro Wrestling Tees this week. Hold on. I'll let you people know exactly what I'm talking about. What's going to be is that if you go to Pro Wrestling Tees and they're going to have a Memorial Day sale, you can save... Uh, where is it? You can definitely save money 20% off on all your Greek God Papadon t-shirt needs. Use the code MEMORIAL. Starts May 21st at noon Central Standard Time. Ends May 25th at noon Central Standard Time. So go get your GGP shirts and uh, be the smartest looking person in your neck of the woods. Now you can find me tomorrow at the... Um, Conspiracy Horseman podcast on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash Conspiracy Horseman, where myself, uh, Ben Hamin, Stevie Richards, and Big Sal Graziano, four pro wrestlers, talk conspiracy theories, free thought, enlightenment, and always questioning the narrative. You can catch us this Friday filming Mandomania, talking about episode four of Star Wars Gallery, The Mandalorian. But you can catch us on our social media outlets on Twitter at NFO underscore podcast, Instagram, New Force Order, Facebook, official New Force Order, the website where we have merchandise for sale. So all you cheap sons of bitches out there, please catch it, you know, gather up your Scott all and go buy some merch. It's newforceorder.com. The email address for whatever you want to do. You want to tell Doc what toys to talk about. You want to. 
talk about who's more over. You want to give us suggestions for who's more over. Or you just want to send us emails telling us what you love and what you hate about Star Wars or the New Force Order. The email address is newforceorder at yahoo.com. Now listen, don't be lazy. The hell are you guys doing besides self-isolating yourself? Be like Homeboy88. Don't come in here illegally, but be like Homeboy88 <laughs> and partake in the show. Plain and simple. If we can get a few of you guys to step up and be like Homeboy88, we can start our own faction like uh, the Vianos in wrestling. There were like 100 Vianos. We can have 100 Homeboys. We can have Homeboy88. Homeboy 89, Homeboy 90, Homeboy 69, Homeboy 17. Doesn't matter. I got dibs on Homeboy 69. Yeah, we heard that about you, dude. Don't worry about uh, it. I, I was going to say we could be like the invaders, but maybe not. Yeah, I don't want to stab anybody. We ain't stabbing no one in the shower. We could be like the machines, you know, from WWE. Giant machine, Hulk machine, Superfly machine. Anyhow. Let me get back on the page here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your ears and your eyes. Thank you for giving us just a little bit of time to entertain you. And hopefully we have. Here at the New Force Order, we have a motto. That motto is we do not try to get ourselves over on Star Wars. We get Star Wars more over with you. So this has been another exciting, action-packed, fully stacked edition of the New Force Order. For life. That's just too sweet. Henceforth, you shall be known as the new Force
Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You getting ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is 
The VOC Nation Radio Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.